as you get older, this filtering process becomes more and more important because if you don't filter, you'll end up investing in relationships that rob you of your peace. Great experiences build great leaders. Great leaders build great teams. This is Building Great Sales Teams. All right, guys, welcome back to Building Great Sales Teams. We got a casual one for you today. I just want to say that Valentine's Day is so incredibly dumb. And so many people get suckered into celebrating it every year, including myself, unfortunately. So, but the question is, why do I feel that way? You know, other than it being a Hallmark holiday and other than, you know, not wanting to be cliche because, it's, you know, I'm an, kind of an anti-cliche kind of guy, unless you're talking about Texas, right? But the reason that I feel that way is because in the last couple of years, I've been very intentional about my relationships because I believe being intentional about relationships makes you a great leader. And that's one of the ways that you build great sales teams, right? I talk about it all the time. When managing large amounts of salespeople, doing things like a one-on-one when they're two weeks into the position can make all the difference. That's you intentionally managing that relationship. It's a lot different. Most people, most people go through life not being intentional about anything. Everything that they do is reactive. You know what I'm saying? They go to school, they go to college because somebody told them to go to college to get a good job. They get a good job. They go to work. They do what their bosses tell them to do. They sit in traffic. They go home. They spend time with their families. You know what I'm saying? But it's all reactive. In order to get them out of their comfort zone, something negative is going to happen to drive them to that point. Most people live in a negative, motivated mindset, right? And so how can being intentional about relationships make you a better leader? Well, the first thing that we have to do is define what is an intentional relationship versus a passive one. Well, in the same sense that you're passive and let life happen to you, If you're passive about your relationships, then they're only going to go so far, right? And so we all have those relationships where, hey, we like the people, we meet them for the first time, we talk about doing all this amazing stuff together. Maybe it's at a mastermind event, maybe it's at a birthday, maybe it's at a barbecue. You know, we they really pass the vibe check, but what happens all too often is the next day. Real life happens every day. It's work again. It's family again. It's kids. It's sporting events or uh, their extracurriculars. It's more work. And then we get back in our routines and we get back in being passive, right? And so I have a ton of those relationships that are incredibly passive. The only time I see these people is at Apex events and uh, on social media, right? always supporting on social, always commenting on their stuff, always uh, having great conversations and impactful conversations at Apex events or RBO events. But at the end of the day, our relationship is passive. 
if we didn't have that event, if we weren't invested in Apex or RBO, we would never talk in person. It would just be a social media following type deal. That is a passive relationship, okay? And so the next thing we have to look at is what is an intentional relationship, okay? Like all things, intentions rely on controllable actions. People say at the end of the day, if you wanted to do something, you would, okay? And the way that I know that you want to do something is you're taking the controllable actions in order to do that thing or in order to invest in that thing, all right? So the next question is, when should we invest in a relationship? And as you get older, this filtering process becomes more and more important because if you don't filter, you'll end up investing in relationships that rob you of your peace, relationships that rob you of success, relationships that rob you of your positive mindset or your growth mindset or your abundant mindset. So you do have to make sure that they pass a certain filter. This is life. Things just can't happen naturally if we, if they do, then we become passive again. So an intentional filter around these people that you want to invest into a relationship with and start taking controllable actions to invest into, into that relationship. Okay. So the first thing they got to do is they got to pass the vibe check. You guys know what that is. When you meet someone and your energy is on point, they're matching your energy. Maybe they're even high energy and you're low energy, but both of y'all's energy is positive, right? Energy is a real thing. Again, if you get into a uh, active relationship that their energy is always draining and they're always coming to you for solutions and they're always coming to you with, your, with their problems, that's going to bring you down constantly. The relationship has to go both ways, whether it's in business or in your personal life. It's got to go both ways. It just does. That's, that's the law of the universe, the law of reciprocity has to happen or eventually you are going to actively invest in getting out of that relationship, right? So they got to pass the vibe check. They got to offer you some kind of value. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm, I'm the first one to be a mentor, to, 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 to give value without expecting to receive anything in return. But eventually that relationship is going to be one-sided. You know what I'm saying? I'm always going to be nice. I'm always going to uh, passively offer value where I can, but at the end of the day, I can't invest in that relationship because it is only going to be a one-sided investment, right? Um, the other, other uh, thing that we need to be looking at and filtering for is their social media. Um, if you meet somebody in person and you vibe with them in person, you know, you never know, is that the real person, right? And so you go on social media and you look for signs, right? If they're complaining about stuff, they're being negative. If they're uh, talking crap about the competition in their business, you know what I'm saying? You see all these little red flags, even on social media, as highlight real as it's supposed to be, there's still red flags in the way that people word things and the way that people present things that tell you right away, like, hey, something's not right about that. You know what I mean? If I had that issue with that person, I probably wouldn't put it on social media and they did. So what does that mean? You know what I'm saying? And so look for things like that. And then in general, you just want them to be positive. You know, we, we really don't have the time or energy people in our lives that are negative, right? We're always going to try to turn that mindset around and get them to make that shift. But at a certain point, you're going to have to cut bait, right? 
And so once you go through that filtering process and you decide, hey, this is someone that I want to invest my time in, there, I feel like there's levels to intention. And don't get me wrong, this is not philosophy, this is not studied, this is me taking the 30 minutes before this podcast to write out basically a structure that I think that is is that goes along with building relationships, which is there's levels to intention. And I got four levels, so I'm going to walk you through them. The first level is you can be uh, intentional about a relationship you want to invest in by simply sending them a gratitude message, okay? One of the things that I love that Trevor Cowley does that I have struggled to implement in my own routine is every morning he takes, uh, I think it's like two or three people and he sends them a message. And it's basically a message of gratitude for their relationship. You know what I'm saying? So that's roughly 60 to 90 people a month that are being impacted by Trevor and these amazing messages he's sending out. And if you know Trevor Cowley, you know the amazing messages that he impacts with you with. He goes right to your heart somehow. He's got He's got that ability. And so uh, gratitude messages are an easy way. Birthday messages are another easy way. So at this point, at level one, the, the relationship is still 90% passive, 10%. You're making an, an investment, you know what I'm saying, at events, on social media, uh, via text. And then, yeah, taking the time to send them a birth, birthday message or a birthday video. There's some investment going on, but this is like a pretty, pretty passive relationship for the most part. But it's the first level of intention, I would say. You see their messages, you see their posts, and you make a point to go and like it and to comment, right? So, and you, you're also doing things, and this is honestly why a lot of you guys even follow me, even listen to the podcast, or even um, consume my content. And it's because of what I call value offers. I believe there's constant opportunity in the universe every day for you to offer value to someone. It doesn't matter if you're two years old or a hundred years old, we all have value to offer someone else. And when you train your brain to see those opportunities, when you train your eyes to see opportunities to offer value, all of a sudden, it becomes it be, it becomes like breathing. You see it, you fill the void, and you move on. You know what I'm saying? And it's not this thing like, oh, I did something for you. You got to do something for me. It doesn't work like that. So you start seeing all these opportunities for value offers, and that is level one intention as well. And it and it happens all the time. I'll post in the Apex group. I'll post in the RBO group. Hey. Let's get on a connection call. Let's see if we can workshop something. Let's see if we can help each other out. And more often than not, I, when I get on those calls, I'm asking them questions. I'm listening to them. I'm starting to understand their business and how it works. And then the first thing I want to do is look at, okay, who can I connect you with to help you in your business? Or who can I connect you with to bring you business, right? Those two things are incredibly important to me that I act as a connector within my mastermind groups. You can do the same thing with family and friends, constantly looking for opportunities to improve their business, their lifestyle, their everyday grind is a great way to, to invest in, with that level one intention, right? 
And then, like I said, the more that you practice this, the more it'll become apparent over and over again. And then all of a sudden what happens is the people that you have a passive relationship feel like you have a invested relationship in them because you're sending them business or you're sending them people that will improve their business. You know what I'm saying? And so more often than not, you become a connector. And when you become a connector, all of a sudden you have all these intentional relationships that you're not necessarily trying to have with the people you're referring them to. The intentional relationship is actually happening with the person you jumped on a connection call with and offered value to. And so it's a nice side product of the uh, value offer that you're giving initially. And so that's level one to me. Level two, it gets a little more intimate, right? You've got their phone number. Um, when their name comes up on your phone, you're not surprised or like, oh my gosh, what's wrong? When their name comes up on your phone, you're like, oh, hey, it's Austin or oh, hey, it's Keith or oh, hey, it's Kai. You know, these are these are people that have my phone number that can call me whenever. Oh, hey, it's Drewby. You know what I mean? And um, I'm not surprised by it because that's a constant thing. We're texting or Facebook messaging at least once a week. Uh, and if not, we're calling, right? And when we're in person, you know, it's it's that that big hug, you know what I'm saying? And so that's that level level two of intention. And these are people that you support blindly at this point, right? You've gotten past the level one, you're on the level two, you know their character, you know their heart, you know that they align with your core values. So sometimes you don't even read the whole post, you just love it, like it comment on it, whatever the case is, because you got to move on with your day. You're being intentional about your day. And so these are people that you will blindly support in whatever they're doing, right? Until you have a reason not to. So that's the level two intention. All right, level three is where a lot of people aren't going to like this, but here's the honest to God's truth. Level three only happens when you live in the same area as the other person. Otherwise, Otherwise, level three can't really happen, okay? So level three is you're spending time with them in person at least once a week or bi-weekly. At least once a week or bi-weekly. Level three is family, you know, the ones that you like, right? Level three, you're present for their birthdays, you know what I'm saying? And I don't mean like once every couple of years because all your friends are meeting up and stuff like that, or your reunion is happening. I mean, like it's their birthday and they're calling you like, Hey, this is what I want to do for my birthday. Cause they know you're going to make it special for them. Okay. This is the level before your, your spouse, you know what I'm saying? So you're present for birthdays. And when they get into trouble, you are one of five people on their phone outside of family that they would call if they were in trouble and your specific skill set or your situation could help them out you're one of five people that they can call if they're in trouble and they can they can count on you not to blab it to the whole world you know what i'm saying at level three you're keeping some secrets you know what i'm saying you're being a safe harbor for them right then you're being someone that they can depend on and so those in trouble calls happen at level at level three. And then level four is the pinnacle, right? 
this is before God. <laughs> uh, level four is relationships. You know what I mean? Your spouse, your girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever the case is. Level four is beyond just family, beyond mother, father, brother, sister. This is the person that you spend the most time with. And that's your level four. Okay. And level four is what I want to talk about today because are more today than everything else because yesterday was Valentine's Day, right? And so Valentine's Day is a day where Hallmark and every candy store and every flower shop says, if you do not celebrate your significant other, you're a bad person. It's a day where if girls don't get flowers or get taken out on dates and uh, guys don't do that stuff, that they're disappointed because it is a holiday that is celebrated by everybody. So what happens when something is done by everybody, then obviously you must do it too, right? But if you're an entrepreneur, you know that going against the grain sometimes is a lot more profitable. So let me tell you how you go against the grain. All right, we're, we're going to go back here to the controllable actions, right? The controllable actions is how you go against the grain. First of all, everything in level one to level three that I said to do to be intentional about those relationships is needs to happen here. So some of the controllable actions are gratitude texts to your significant other. These are happening at least once a week versus once a quarter or once a month. With some of your level ones, right? Um, I, I talked about it in a post the other day, date nights. So that that's what I was explaining to some younger guys about relationships that the reason that Valentine's Day doesn't matter to me is because Valentine's Day is for people that don't invest intentionally in their relationships. That's what it's for. Valentine, Valentine's Day is a reminder to be good to your significant other and to dote on them. But if you're doing that consistently, week in, week out, month in, month out, then you don't need Valentine's Day to tell you to take your wife out on a date or your girlfriend to the movies, whatever the case is, right? And I get it. It's fun. It's something cheesy to do. You know what I'm saying? But you should be doing all that fun and cheesy stuff on a weekly, bi-weekly, monthly basis, you know? And so that's why date nights become so important and non-negotiable to a degree, right? I posted the other day and I said that, you know, I have a perspective with date nights. And, and that's because sometimes it is just putting the kids in their rooms, jumping on the couch, opening up a bottle of wine and watching something that's just for us. You know what I'm saying? Like The Office or, um, you know, this movie that's coming out or, you know, a show that we're watching or something like that because that has become a rare thing that we don't do as much anymore so the minimum that's the minimum on date night right but most of the time most of the time it's going out to dinner going out to the movies you know uh, alicia took us axe throwing one time she got us set up for a concert here in a couple of weeks you know what i'm saying like it is a two-way street too you know what i'm saying um but the responsibility for me falls on me, you know what I mean? And I'm always going to coach other men for the responsibility to fall on them. Because at the end of the day, a lot of us are biologically 
engineered to pursue, right? And as a man, I'm biologically engineered to pursue. So I believe that we should pursue our wives just like it says in the Bible. And, and so those date nights are a big deal for me. Now, we all have what we call our love language, right? And I don't know, I don't remember them all. Acts of service, words of affirmation. Um, <laughs> no, there's, there's two more and I can't remember them all. But anyways, something that comes natural to me when I love you is acts of service. And so um, that is a controllable action that I can look back on and say, hey, I'm investing in that relationship. You know, whether it's cooking dinner, um, instead of eating out, you know what I'm saying? Or asking them to cook, it's cooking dinner. It's little things around the house. Um, it's, uh, it's picking the kids, kids up, you know what I mean? Cause they've had a long day or like in my wife's case, it's letting her sleep in and me taking the kids to school, that whole deal. So it's these little things that when your person needs them, you step up and you do them right. That is a controllable action that you can take to invest in your relationship, along with the date nights, along with some of those sacrifices you make sometimes, right? I don't like people. <laughs> I don't like large crowds. You know what I mean? I don't just, I don't like being in a crowd in general. It's just against everything in my mindset most of the time. So, you know, these stuffy concerts with a lot of people around, these theme parks, that we just got back from and Universal, um, you know, uh, going to every wedding and baby shower and diaper party and all these family events that big Mexican families have, like my wife's family, is exhausting to me. You know what I'm saying? It's like all those people are level one relationships for me, or actually not even level one relationships for me, you know what I mean? But they're, they're level ones or level twos for my wife, you know what I mean? So I make the sacrifice and I go and I support her in those events or go into the theme park because she wants to for the kids or whatever the case is, or, you know what I'm saying? It takes a certain amount of sacrifice. And when you're willing to do that, you know what I'm saying? As men, we're gonna be able to lead our, our wives so much better. We're gonna be able to lead our families so much better because they can trust us to make the right decision when it comes to it we can complain and moan all we want but at the end of the day we're going to do what's best for our families and typically that requires sacrifice and i know what you're going to say you shouldn't be sacrificed to go support your wife when she's going to her cousin's birthday but do you know how many cousins my wife has <laughs> so it is. It is what it is. It's not something you want to do. It's not something you would do otherwise if it wasn't for your person. You know what I'm saying? So to me, that is a small sacrifice, but still a sacrifice, right? And so it plays right into the overall theme of investing in relationships in your spouse, which is at level four, which is basically the selflessness of it. You could be selfish with the rest of the world. You can be selfish with your time. You can be selfish with investing uh, into your kids. You could be selfish with what you'll do for a certain amount of money. You could be selfish with your me time, whatever the case is. But when it comes to your spouse, that love has to be selfless. There is no reciprocity 
in the level four relationship, which is the significant other. You should not be expecting that. Because if you're expecting it and then the little littlest bit doesn't happen, all of a sudden you're disappointed. All of a sudden they're not doing enough. When the reality is you're just doing more than they are and expecting the same thing in return, which is an incredibly dangerous way to live and exhausting way to live. Especially if you're that person that just goes above and beyond and that's natural for you. Okay, not everybody was raised that way. Not everybody has gotten over whatever they needed to get over to have that kind of selfless acts happen towards their significant other. But as long as you're working towards that selflessness, I think you're going to be in good shape and you're genuinely doing things to make them happen and not expect anything in return. And it's one of the hardest things for us as humans to do because God made us a certain way to survive. You know what I'm saying? And so that usually has a self selfishness to it, period, right? So kind of going against that engineering a little bit and being strictly selfless can be difficult. And then we're just raised in a different world now. It's a what's in it for me world. It's an instant gratification world. So it, it is, it's tough to go against the grain on this, but like everything else, the more that you do it and the more that you practice it, the better you get at it. But, you know, I can say I, I am two years into genuinely investing in my relationships to where they're not just passive, they're level one, level two, level three, and level four, right? And it's because of where I came from. It was, hey, I'm on my own. Don't invest too much because they're going to leave you eventually, which most of them do. But those one or two that stick around are worth that investment that you're making in all the other 10. You know what I'm saying? And so hang on to that for sure. But yeah, and it's because I've been surrounded by these amazing people that have taught me that it's okay to invest in the level one, in the level two, and in the level three, and obviously in the level four. And so Valentine's Day is halfway over. We're almost through it. And, and, and look, I got to be honest. And I, I got to be honest here. Because of the commercialism behind it, because of the expectations behind it, I did get my wife flowers yesterday. You know what I'm saying? I got them yesterday on purpose, though. And I, and I put just because flowers, not Valentine's Day flowers. But... What do I really know when she sees any of her friends or family or anything like that getting flowers? She's not going to feel that little twinge in her stomach because I got it for her anyway. So I guess that's the moral of the story when it comes to my Valentine's Day philosophies is that I'm going to do, I'm going to go above and beyond in my relationship 52 weeks out of the year and on Valentine's Day and not in the cliche way but enough to know hey i get it you know what i'm saying like you want to be able to make that post about flowers you want to be able to show off your husband that he's doing things on valentine's day and every other day of the week on top of it and to me that's what being a great leader is about intentionally investing in your relationships no matter the cliches unfortunately <laughs> intentionally investing in your relationships because what what happens your life gets better as a whole and when your life gets better as a whole and it happens organically 
and people are pouring into you. You become an example of what's possible when you invest in your relationships. And when you become an example, when you become an example of what's possible, then people want to follow you. And when people want to follow you, you can build great sales teams. So let's get building. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Building Great Sales Teams. Be sure to execute on what you just heard and let's get building. As always, remember to subscribe and leave a review wherever you consume podcasts. You can also head on over to buildinggreatsalesteams.com and sign up for our newsletter to stay up to date with everything that's going on with the podcast. See you next time.